Today, um, first of all, I would like to greet all of you. Happy Thanksgiving. So uh, it is uh, this uh, Thursday already, and uh, hope that we will remember to give thanks. You know, just like what they said, you know, the reason for Christmas is Christ. The reason we also thank and have Thanksgiving celebrations is also because of God. Okay? A lot of times now in this country, what did they say? It's Turkey Day. You know, that's how they greet people now. So I hope that it's not going to be like that in us. Okay? So as we continue with the um, messages of um, the uh, Knowing God series, last week, are we there? Okay, here. Knowing God was, um, uh, last week uh, we talked about, uh, or uh, Pastor uh, Insong talked about um, the righteousness of God, and we learned that it is uh, the uprightness, the virtuous, and justifiable. God's righteousness is the purity of heart and the rectitude of life. And he talked about the conformity of heart and life to the divine law. And people work through that to different ways. One is through works. And we learned that in Ephesians 2, verse 9. Through obedience, Galatians 3.10. Through religion. That's a big one. Okay? And hopefully, we learn that we do it through faith in Christ. Okay? I would like to invite all of us to uh, please stand as we read the, uh, the verse, uh, the message, uh, or the, um, the passage in the Bible. It's in Romans, from verses, uh, Romans chapter 2, verses 1 to 8, and we jump to um, verse 16. Let's read. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad, and you have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself, for you who judge others do these very same things. And we know that God in His justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind Tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But He will pour out His anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead lead lives of wickedness. In verse 16, And this is the message I proclaim, that a day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. Let's pray. Father God, that we dedicate this morning, O Lord God, to You your righteousness, O Lord God. And we pray, Father God, that through your message, we pray, Father, that we will learn from it, Lord. Use me, Lord God, but the honor and glory only belongs, Lord God, to you. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seat. This morning, we're going to talk about another attribute, and that is, I saw this thing, uh, 
attribute of God and it's about justice. I didn't know about this. <laughs> Why did you laugh? You know about this? I didn't until we were walking, my wife and I were walking at, uh, we went to the mall and uh, when we were walking, he said, oh, Jesus, so it's perfect for, for the title. So I took a picture. I didn't even know what it was. You know, and then through all my uh, my searches, and then I found that it's it's a brand, a brand of clothes. But what if you see this in the courts? Or you have a you have a um, uh, a lawsuit, or you're attending, or whatever it is, and then the the building, the court building says, then you see this sign. What comes to your mind? See, they're giggling. Why? Is it funny? Well, justice is not funny, is it? But the way it is right here, it's funny. But hopefully, after today, we will know that it is not funny because justice is really big in God's eyes. Okay? But before we go into the deep, patalata, maling Tagalog ko eh. Patalastas muna <laughs> Okay. Patalastas dapat yan eh. Patalastas. Uh, patalastas is what? Advertisement? In, um, intermission? Okay, like that. Alright, California law. How many are from California? I mean, all of us. We're, we're in California. Okay, hello. Alright. Anyone here from or who lives in Riverside County? Raise your hand, please. Bobby and Ella. Okay. Anyone else? Where is uh Can you dalawa, di ba? Riverside kayo? Oh, San Bernardino. So Oh, see Medwin and Vilma. All right. Okay, this one especially for you, taga Riverside. Okay? Okay. Do you know this law? I'm about to give you. Let's read it. If you live in Riverside, Kissing on the lips, unless both parties wipe their lips with carbonized rose water, is against the local health ordinance. Bobby. Medwin. What is rose water, by the way? Carbonized pa. Okay. <laughs> All right, don't listen to that. All right, how about this one? Those who live in San Francisco or who like uh, San Francisco? Hill. Oh, Hill. Where's Hill? Okay, present. Okay, there you go. In San Francisco, let's see how this law is. Prohibits elephants from strolling down Market Street unless they are on a leash. Could you imagine elephant on a leash? Okay. The next one. Okay, those of you who raise your hand and who love San Francisco or who live in San Francisco, okay. Uh, after this law, I would want, like to warn you na huwag kayong magpakalat-kalat sa San Francisco, okay? And you, here's why. Persons classified as ugly may not walk down any street. Bro. <laughs> No, he's good looking. He's just joking. 
Okay. So, see how some laws are out of our minds, isn't it? I mean, if you look at it, they seems like what? Ridiculous. Okay? So, but when we hear the word justice, what comes to our minds? Justice is what? Justice has to be what? Fair. I hear that. Okay? We about fairness. What else? Righteousness. Lawfulness. Quality of being true or correct. How about virtue? How about honor? Is there still honor? Maybe some, maybe few. Unfortunately, that honor and justice, sometimes they don't merge well. There can be justice, but not honor. Okay? Here's a picture of um, what justice is. Daddy Pert Choco is a long-time lawyer. Daddy, why is there a blindfold in this statue? Because justice is Just fair. Okay, fair. And in order for it to be fair, they said that justice is blind. Justice is blind. Has to be like that. You know, I have another picture that, that tells you the symbols of justice. And here's it. It's called Lady Justice. I don't know why they chose uh, to be a lady. Okay? In this statue, you see three things. One is... The sword, or someone saw the sword, okay? The sword is a symbol of the court's coercive power. How many of us have been served a subpoena? I have to raise my hand because I was served a subpoena. <laughs> okay, as a witness, I have to clarify, okay? <laughs> but even if a witness, if you're a witness, it's not fun either because they treat you, or at least the other party, treat you as one of the accused. It's not fun, okay? So I tried to avoid that, but uh, I got caught. <laughs> anyway, number two is the human scales. Supposedly what? Balance, okay? Supposedly balance, and the judge will see, okay, your claim here is against the claim over here, okay? The Bible also talks about what is something that you presented seems like true. Okay, I think that's in Proverbs. But wait until someone counters. Okay, now, and then the last one is the blindfold, what this is symbolized by impartiality. Okay, hopefully that is what justice will be and will be played in all the courts and in all the relationships. Hopefully, okay? But what if justice is corrupted? Have you heard of some, something like this? That justice is corrupted or some judges are corrupt? Oh, really? What's the name? No, no, no. <laughs> Never mind, we all know that, okay? The chief justice. So it was, uh, 
It was a, such a big deal. Why? Because you were held at the highest level. Highest level. You hold, in fact, to almost like a president. All the courts, all the lawyers, all the judges will look up to you as the, because you're the chief justice. But yet, if that person who sits there is he in himself, does not have the honor because that person is corrupt, then what happens to justice? It gets corrupted. It gets impartial. So what about this? So they become like that. Uh, yeah, cheating. Okay? Because of impartiality. So this is unfortunately happening more and more. Okay? Maybe we hear more about this in the Philippines because we're from there. Okay? Basically. And so what happens is you see this small court over here. Or how about here in the United States? Believe me, it still is happening here and everywhere, I believe. Okay? What is my situation? My situation is we look for loopholes. Isn't that true, Daddy? We have a setup law, but then what do lawyers do? Sorry about that, Daddy. Because they're paid to do that. That's their job, is to look for loopholes. And we'll talk about loopholes in a little bit. They look for loopholes. What else? They look something to justify the action. And that's us, okay? Or we simply what? Disobey. We don't find loopholes. We, just, we don't justify it. We, or we can't justify our action. It's okay, I'll just disobey. I just won't do it, okay? And that's our attitude. Now let's take a look at loopholes. What are loopholes? From the free dictionary, it is an ambiguity. When you say ambiguity, when you hear the word ambiguous, is that something clear? You know, I remember my uh, high school algebra teacher, after teaching a concept of algebra, she will say, is it clear as water or clear as mud? We didn't understand what she thought, but she said, clear as water. But really, we're ambiguous about it. Especially me. Okay. A loophole allows an individual or group to use some gap in the restrictions or requirements of the law or contract for personal advantage. But mind you, it is not the same as breaking the law. They were able to get away with it because of that loophole. And there are lawyers that are really specializing on those things. They want to get you out of trouble, and you want to get out of trouble anyway, so they look at those loopholes. For example, I don't know about in the Philippines, but here in the United States, is it lawful or unlawful to evade taxes? Unlawful, isn't it? But is it lawful or unlawful to avoid taxes? Lawful. See? You just change the phrase a little bit. Evade to avoid. When you avoid taxes, it's legal. But when you evade, the IRS will be behind you. Okay? So be careful. All right. So how do, how do we do that? 
Okay, here's another example. The Ten Commandments. We're all familiar with the Ten Commandments. There are only ten set of laws given to Moses by God for the Jewish people mainly, but also for us. Okay? But because we are naturally corrupt, true? Okay? We, I put in here they, because it was pertaining to the Jewish people, but actually it's not just they, it's all of us are naturally corrupt. So we look for loopholes. And how did they do that? In the Old Testament, when they, the law was given, and the pastor in song last week talked about the Mosaic law, and what else? Did you remember how many more laws were written after the Ten Commandments? 248 were only a specific for some. But in total, it's mind-boggling. Plus 365. The total is actually 613. 613? Hindi natin 600? Wow. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Why? Because of loophole. They tried to justify themselves. Like this one. They could not carry anything on the Sabbath. So what did they try to do? Where's my key? I don't have my key. Okay. They tried to carry something using their mouth because it's not in their hand. Or put it on their foot. So as to be technical about it, they're not carrying load. Okay? They're justifying the action. Because in reality, you can only carry a weight that is totaling two dried figs. Two, that's how they measure it. Okay? So, two dried figs must be very, very light. So in other words, you're not supposed to do anything. You remember the... Uh, the um, the man, the lame man that Jesus healed on Sabbath in the temple, what did he say? Carry your what? Carry your mat and walk. Did he follow? Does the mat weigh more than two dried figs? Yes, yes. so he was walking. Okay, and then who met him? The Pharisees. And then he was accused of, why are you carrying your mat on Sabbath? Okay? That was against the law of the Sabbath. Another one. They could not tie knots. Someone asked, what kind of knots can I tie? The answer, they could only tie those knots that could be untied with one hand. That's the qualifier. Can you, um, who has shoelaces? Okay, you have shoelaces. Can you tie, it's Sunday, Sabbath day today. How did you do your shoes? How did you tie your shoes? With two hands, okay? But can you untie your shoelaces with just one hand? There you go. You can do it because you can, just like that, one hand, okay? You're not breaking the law, according to them. Here's another one. They could not do any writing on the Sabbath day. And someone asked, how about letter writing? The rabbi said, all right, but only one letter. So, they write with one hand and then the other one. Or sometimes if they are maybe linguistic, they write one letter in Aramaic, in Hebrew, 
in Chinese maybe, uh, English, Russian, it's on and on and on. Okay, So that's what they do. They try to do all the loopholes and the justification. Okay? Pero the Pinoy is hindi rin Okay. Here's why. Bawal umihi dito, pero dito pwede. When I saw this one, so I said to Susa, perfect, and I showed it to her. We were just bawling. We we're just laughing for this thing, okay? So, there's a loophole, okay? There's justification. Not here, but over here is okay. All right. And sometimes we do totally disobey the law, okay? Here. What does it say? What do you see? Crossing where? Where it says, don't cross the street. That's, is that justification? Is that loophole? Or is that disobedience? Okay, we all drove through the highways, the freeways, and the streets. What are those signposts that says 65? Or in the street, 40. Wala na. Wala nang sign. <laughs> or the sign's always been there, but we don't see them. Or we ignore them. We all are guilty about it. Okay? All are guilty. Because of our disobedience. We read earlier in verse 5, chapter 2 of Romans, it says, But because you are stubborn... True? And refuse to turn from your sin, guilty. You are storing up terrible punishment for yourself, for a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Isn't that scary? We should be scared. I should be scared. But do I disobey? Oh, ask my wife. Okay? What is man's first sin? Disobedience, you're correct. The scene of disobedience. And uh, men, raise your hand. All the men. Okay. Okay, now I, uh, I'm de deputizing you that you're all guilty. We're all guilty. Why? You know, I researched the... I went back to Genesis. And look at the command of God. You know the command of God when Adam was created... He told Adam pala to, you are the, in a way, like, you're the master of everything that I created. But, in the middle of the garden, there are two things that you cannot touch. You cannot eat the fruit of them. One is the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay? Pero, you know, in my search, and I went through that, Kay Adam lang pala sinabi. Eh, ginawa na niya si Eve. So, hindi alam ni Eve. So, tayo pala mga lalaki may kasalanan. <laughs> Alright. That is called 
is a pastor, exegesis, reading into, which is not what it's meant, okay? I'm just reading into it. It's, that's, it does not mean that, really. It's for all of us, okay? We're all guilty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the sin of disobedience. Romans 5.19, it says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. One man, that's Adam, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The second one there is Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So people ask these questions. Does the punishment fit the crime? Or was justice fairly served? Here's an, like an, an excerpt. Um, we know about Lance Armstrong. How many times... Uh, Seven times to a difference champion. Okay? And then later on, he was what? He was found guilty of doping. And this is actually what he said. This is with the interview with Oprah Winfrey. I don't know what that 58 was uh, included in there. Could be the age. <laughs> okay. And the tens of millions watching saw Armstrong reveal. He took performance-enhancing drugs in each of his tour wins from 1999 to 2005. Doping was part of the process required to win the tour, according to him. He did not feel he was cheating at the time and viewed it as a level playing field. And he's, look at this one. He did not fear getting caught. Okay. All the fault and blame should lie with him. That's what he said. But he bullied those who does not agree with him. And he had cancer, we, we all know that, but he even used that as an opportunity to dope as well. But a good thing is we see that the, the, the progression in here that he said that he would cooperate with official inquiries into doping and cycling. Hopefully this really happened. Uh, you know, all the things that he did yeah, all were all taken because we're guilty of that too. But what's more important? It's the last one. The last one in here. He would now cooperate with official inquiries into doping and cycling. I'm not really techy, so I was trying to show the video to you because there was an, an excerpt uh, that that says in there, but I could not download the, the video to my computer because I just don't know how to do that. So, in other words, it says in there, when the question, does the punishment fit the crime, he actually admits, yes, I admit it that I dope, but I don't deserve a death sentence about it. Still justifying, okay? I'm not a doctor, but I'll give you a prescription. We have doctors sitting here. They're the one who will give you the prescription if you're sick. But I'm not a doctor. But the prescription that I'm going to tell you is what I learned from my research and in preparation for the message. And one is, of all the things, you know, from the things that we read, the passage warning us, in other words, telling us, don't sin anymore. Otherwise, more bad things will come to you. And Jesus said that to the woman who was caught in adultery. Go and what? And see no more, even to the layman. Okay, he said that same thing. So what are we going to do now that we know? 
the passages that we read in Romans. Okay? Number one, be fair in dealing with others. For justice to be implemented, there should be a standard where everyone is judged. You know, the, uh, the um, Old Testament, and um, Daddy Pert um, said to me earlier that uh, he researched the basis of the Ten Commandments. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. The basis of the Constitution of the United States. And he, he uh, said that in his research, the basis of that is actually, there's only one source. It's the Bible going back to the Old Testament. Okay, so a lot of the laws of the United States, of Britain, and even the Philippines were based originally from the Ten Commandments, from the Bible. Okay? In Isaiah 10, verses 1 and 2, it says, Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees, to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. Okay? So we have to be fair. But do you agree that there are laws that are not fair? Let's take a look at some of them. Oh, I lost my, go back. I lost my punch there. <laughs> I thought it was good to be a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, um, you can say sa. <laughs> anyway, in New York City, it says what? Nakita na ninyo, women, ladies, don't wear what? Body-hugging clothes. It's illegal. Okay, now, the next one is, I don't know if you said the next one. Everybody, put your hand like, like this. Everyone, come on, join me. Okay. Then put it on your nose. Now face somebody and wiggle it and say good morning. Okay, what you just did is illegal in New York City. So that's in here. Citizens may not greet each other by putting one's thumb to the nose and wiggling the fingers. Okay. I like number three. The penalty for jumping off a building is death. I think they're only thinking about the skyscrapers. But are there low-lying buildings in New York City as well? Maybe two stories. And you see the videos of those uh, skaters that are jumping off the roof? They did die. But in New York, don't do that because if you get caught, they will put you to death if you did deny on the fall. Okay? Another one, and this is funny. New Yorkers cannot dissolve a marriage for irreconcilable differences unless they both agree to it. <laughs> All right. So these are some examples of unjust laws. There is another law in the Philippines that um, I'm vaguely aware, and maybe you can, you know, you know it better. That... 14 years old and younger are they are now not accounted for the things that they will do. Are you aware of that? Yes. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know exactly the, the term. But so 14 years old and under or younger, whatever they do, it's like they're innocent. This year, 
we went, when we were in the Philippines, we, were, we went to Divisoria and we, we took the MRT and then from there we took the, the, the jeepney. Susan and I took the, the jeepney. And when we were getting close to Divisoria, the lady that's one to, uh, next to me went like that. And we just found out that from the outside, a teenager grabbed both earrings and was grabbing the other one too. And the sad thing is, the boy just walked nonchalantly. As if nothing happened. And even if the police will catch him, guess what? Nothing will happen. And so, what now? Do you think the criminals know that? Oh, believe me. They're even smarter. Some. I think, you know, they're more smarter than some of the lawmakers. Why? They took advantage of the law, especially the drug pushers, the dealers. They don't do those dealings anymore. Who do they use? The young ones. Why? If they get caught, they don't go to jail. And I heard as well that killings are done by these kids. Unfortunately. Now, is that a fair law? I don't know. You'd be the judge of it. Okay, so first is we have to be fair. We have to learn to be fair to each other. Okay? Number two is don't judge others lest you also will be judged. Okay, Romans 2 1, the first thing, the first uh, verse that we read. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad. And you have no excuse. When you say that they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself too. For you who judge others do these very same things. Okay? In Matthew 7, do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Malcolm Forbes said, You can easily judge the character of others by how well they treat those who do nothing to them or for them. And Henry David Trudeau said, It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. You can look at something and mean differently. That's what this... this uh, uh, phrase is saying, okay? There are reasons why we judge others, okay? And according to Danny DePiro, the creator of Positively Present, we judge others because we are insecure. So we put people down. We are scared, so we put them down too. We are lonely. So when you're lonely, you try to make others lonely as well. Or we are seeking change. Ah, I already lost half a pound. What about you? What are you doing? See, we can do that. I mean, we, we try to do something for ourselves, and we think that we are now better than others. But we're not. Okay? We do judge others quickly. Okay. 
So the first one is, what's the first prescription? Be fair. Be fair. Okay. Number two, don't judge others. Okay. There's only one person at the back who said, Pastor Song. Pastor Song. Okay. Number three. All right. Number three is decide to obey God without excuse. Remember the loophole, the justification, and the utter what? Utter disobedience. We'll decide to obey so that we can truly have change in our lives. Let's try to obey. Are we all guilty of disobedience? Number one. Okay? Number one. Decide to obey God without excuse. We can't follow all the Ten Commandments. Agree? Yes. It's difficult to obey all, all laws. I mentioned earlier about the speed limits. We cannot even obey that. Okay? But you know what? Jesus is so graceful. Full of grace that He only... The Ten Commandments, He said that He's not here to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And then He even simplified it to just two laws. And what is that? What are those? Okay? In Luke 10, 27, He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And the second is, Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, someone here in our congregation took it to the letter of the law. They celebrated their wedding anniversary yesterday, uh, Ike and Marina. But Ike took it to the letter. Love your neighbor. Kasi magkapit-bahay sila sa Quezon. By the way, I asked permission. Okay? Did you tell her? No? <laughs> well, it's on you. I ask you. Okay? <laughs> All right. So, Jesus gave that to us. To love the Lord our God with all our mind, with all our strength, with all our soul. And then love our neighbors as well. Okay? God gave us a salvation by grace because God knew that we are incapable of obeying. Would you like grace? I know that uh, Pastor Danny loved grace, but do you like grace or you like the law? Which one will you choose? Grace. Grace, of course. It's a no-brainer. But sometimes we even abuse grace. Okay? Sometimes we do. Okay. So let us not be too complacent. Because he is still the judge that one day we will all face. Okay? Let's go back to... Uh, reading the, um, uh, the messages or the passages. Okay? In Romans 3, 21 to 26. Let me read it to you. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. 
He did this to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. What a great passage. He took our sins. He saved us. But let us not be complacent. Let us not be fooled by our own thinking, by our own ideas, that now we are saved and I, I have the license to do whatever I want to do. It is not a license. Grace is not a license to sin. Remember what um, uh, Paul said in Romans? Should I sin more and more so that grace may abound? He said, no way. No, because it doesn't work that way. But because we are sinners, we try to what? Push and push and try to go to the edge and see, will I fall or not? We don't even realize it because we've been doing it over and over and over. Or I have been doing it over and over and over. And I was so close to the edge that just one false move, I will fall. So let us not do that. Let us be reminded that Jesus died for our sins. Jesus took it upon himself to be the one who was nailed on the cross. Look at the word that was used in here. It was a forbearance. It is a mortgage or a finance term. When you're given a forbearance, it is a relief. You get relief from what you owe, okay? But it is also something that you have to pay. It's not that you get scot-free, as they say, okay? There is a payment, but you did not pay for it, for that. Instead, look at this. If you are, if you have a mortgage, Okay, and you fall behind in your mortgage and you ask the bank, you know what, can you help me? Uh, I can't pay my mortgage this month or next month, but can you do help me something with something? And said so the bank said, okay, I can give you some choices. One is, okay, we can foreclose. We can do a deed in lieu, which is also foreclosure. I can give you a forbearance or we can do short sale. Which one do you like? Uh, okay, you don't really understand all of those terms. Maybe forbearance. I'll, I'll give you forbearance. It's, it means like this. That whatever or how many months you did not pay, we will incorporate that with your mortgage. But when you are able to pay whatever arrears you have, let's say, for example, you owe or you were behind 10000 just for ease, the easier math, we will divide that into, let's say, 10 months. So instead of paying all of those 10,000, you're now paying what? If your mortgage is currently paid 1,500, so for the next 10 months, you'll be paying what? 2,500 that you have to pay. Now, how easier is that or how difficult is that to someone who's having a difficult time paying the mortgage? It will be easier or more difficult? 
more difficult. In fact, a lot of the forbearances turns into a either a short sale, which is another term of foreclosure. I'm sorry, I'm going to real estate so much. <laughs> but that's what it is, okay? But that's what it is. That you have the forbearance, you get a relief, but later on you get really what? Sinking and sinking and sinking. But not Jesus. Not with God. See what God did? He gave the forbearance and He Himself paid for it. How would you like that? You like that? Yes. I like that. Okay? But remember, do not use it as a license. Yes, He did pay for it. We're supposed to be the one who paid it on the cross. We should have been the one nailed on the cross. But instead, Jesus did. And you know what? He only asked one thing. And what was that? The last sentence it says in the passage, it says, To those, okay? He justified, the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. To those who have faith in Jesus only. Is that exclusive or what? Yes, it is. But is it given to everybody? Yes. But does everybody take it? No. no. But only those who will take it. He will give that forbearance. And in, in, it's like this, that you owe somebody, or you owe the bank, and the bank said, Oh, don't worry about it. I cancel all your debt. That's it. Or you face the judge in the court and said, okay, the judge said, that, what are you here for? And you said, uh, judge, I'm guilty of speeding. Speeding. All right, so your, your fee is $500 for speeding. You know, expensive to, to be caught uh, moving violation now, right? $500. I don't have $500. Okay, the judge said, okay, remove the the coat or the toga or whatever, the robe, reached to the, uh, for his wallet and gave to the bailiff $500 to pay for this person's penalty. It's just like that. Just like what Jesus did on the cross for us. What are the consequences of our sins? Romans 1.8 But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth, and instead live lives of wickedness. Here's another one. And this is from our passage. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. There's nothing that is hidden. There's nothing that is secret. For all of those things will be found out. So instead of us be embroiled in the law or be weighed down by the law, let us just take the grace of God that He gave us. Let us remember to love God 
with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. In, in other words, in, with all our being. And I'm talking to myself. And love our neighbor as well. In order for us to be reminded of that, let's take a look at the passage in Philippians. Philippians 2, verses 3 to 8. Let's all read this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being found he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Does this verse put together the one that we read earlier in Luke 10? Loving in all our being God and loving our neighbor as well. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that you did not just give us, O oh Lord, the law, but you even modified it, Lord God, and took it upon yourself to take all the punishment of sin on our behalf. And I pray, Father God, that your goodness will always be in our minds, in our hearts, that we will love you and obey you and love others as well. Thank you, Lord God, for your message. And I pray that if anyone is sitting here with us this morning, we know, Lord God, that you love us and that is your plan for us, for us, Lord God, to be saved. But if there's anyone here that has not known you, I would like to invite you to pray and reach out to God. Ask for forgiveness, to thank Him for being the one that was nailed on the cross and died and His blood shed so that your sin and my sin will be forgiven. You pray that prayer and God will hear you and answer you. And just like in the passage, that he will give the forbearance to those who was justified and who know Jesus as their Savior. With this, Lord God, we pray that you will guide us, O Lord. Allow us, Father God, to think of you and think of others as better than ourselves. Thank you, Father God, for your love for us. And we pray, Lord God, that we will not find loopholes. We will not try to justify our actions. But rather, we'll obey you. Thank you, Lord God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.